0: friends. Hello. And I had recorded this intro a little while back and it just totally disappeared out of my vault. So here I am. I am currently I'm sitting in Sedona, Arizona. I am sitting in a room in a house with uh, other coaches who I love and adore. And I am looking out at the red rocks and mountains of Sedona, and I am in awe of um, a lot of things. But this episode in particular, I think is going to speak to what I'm feeling right now in this moment, which is when you let God lead, when you trust and you surrender and you obey and you walk with him and not try to drag him along your journey, but you go along what he's asking you to do, he can take you places you didn't even imagine. And I am on this coaching journey that has led me to to you guys, to having a podcast, to serving others, to having a team, of people that I love so much and love serving alongside to sitting here in this magical place that he's created that is breathtaking, um, retreating, and I don't know, I'm just reflecting a lot on how like one step leads to the other, but I wouldn't be here if I I didn't take the steps. So this episode is something really special to me pre-pandemic, like right before the pandemic, I, um, in January of 2020, I had the honor of speaking to my church community on just a season in my life. And I, you know, I won't get too into it cause you'll hear everything in the episode, but I was able to get that audio and I wanted to share that with you guys. It's been on my heart a lot lately that, um, I just want to, um, I was going to like retell this story, but I think It's just it's all said perfectly in this episode, so I'm gonna go ahead and sign off here and let you guys go listen. But I am grateful to this community. I also just found out something very cool and exciting. Spotify does this really neat, um, what's it called? Recap on the year, and I just found out thanks to you guys that we are the top fifteen percent of listened to podcasts in, in on the world which is crazy to me. So I just want to say thank you for that. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please leave a comment or send me a message if you have any thoughts after you listen. Bye. Hello and welcome to Spinning Plates Podcast. I am your host, Selena Johnson. This is your place. This is the safe place for you to be, to show up, To come in out of your daily life and to just spend a few minutes being encouraged and inspired and supported. And I hope that you know that you are here with friends and that you get to leave with a fresh perspective and a new idea and to go spread joy out into the world from things you've heard here today. So, with that, we're gonna keep this intro short and sweet. So glad you're here. Welcome to Spinning Plates Podcast and enjoy today's
1: episode. Good morning. So if you've been around, you know when you see the two comfy chairs, it's a different kind of Sunday up here. Um, We call it Testimony Sunday or Stories of God at Work, and uh, it's one of the favorites. And uh, you get a break from the pastor, and you get to hear somebody's story, Um, and even my kids. Like... Leading up to it, my 13-year-old said, is this is this the testimony Sunday? <laughs> um, so there, there's something about hearing people's story, and I, I, I say this to everybody I sit down with as we kind of work through their story, that there's something about your story that is more than a sermon can ever do. Um, there's something powerful about it. There's something that people can relate to that say, yes, that's a part of my story. And so every story is unique, but... There are pieces that everybody relates to. Um, So we catch pieces of stories all along the way in the office. Um, Obviously, we can't know everybody's story, but we know bits and pieces. And sometimes people recommend, say, hey, you need to talk to so-and-so and and hear some of their story. Sometimes we've known about your story and have walked with you through some of it. Sometimes people will clue me in along the way. um, And that's kind of the situation today, as Selena had mentioned. Uh, a while back, like God's put something on my heart to share a bit of my story, and so we've touched base a number of times, really over more than a year, uh, getting to this place where she's sharing your story. L- let me just give you this piece as we get started. We value sharing these stories. We, we try to help walk with you to, to share it in a sort of a way that picks a path that we're, we're going to get to. Um, But one of the things we value is telling stories that aren't fully complete because that's actually the norm. And and I I feel like sometimes what what we tend to do in church is tell the story that's tied up with a neat bow. And occasionally God does that, and I love it. (laughs) But more often than not, your story is a story of God in process, at work in you. And so we try to present those to you like... It's not yet maybe tied up with a bow. God is still working and that's part of the journey and that's also part of something that we relate to. So Selena, I'm gonna invite you up. is gonna come up and share her story today. Um, Again, her story has been in process for a while and even the process of her getting to today to share her story has been in process. I'm gonna give you that one. I love a mic. Which chair? We each get one. You get that one, I guess. Um, And so we're going to do this. I mean, she's going to do most of the talking, but we're going to kind of do a little bit of back and forth here.
0: Um, He's going to keep me on track is what really... That's the plan, yes.
1: (laughs) I'm going to make sure she doesn't veer from the plan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, somebody who knows her just said, good luck. Yep. Um, So I'm going to actually let you jump in and just kind of start with how you got here I just yeah. gave a quick overview but I yeah think it's we good have for been chatting for that.
0: over a year so it uh, over a year ago God had started putting it in my heart that I was going to share something um and true to me I thought exactly I knew exactly what he was going to have me share on and I had the subject all lined up and it was great uh then pastor asked me if I'd ever want to speak. And I said, Yes, I have something on my heart. Isn't this lovely? It's so perfect. And um, and then a year's kind of gone by. We've just, life has happened mm-hmm. and just not been the right fit each time. And and so a few weeks ago, asked me if I was interested again in sharing. And again, I thought it was that same subject that I would be sharing on. But I didn't feel settled in it. And um, so a couple weeks ago, Pastor Matt shared when um, he had his sermon. Uh, I heard loud and clear I had I have one note from that day is it's not about you it's about him and I knew exactly what I was supposed to be sharing on and um yeah so here we are today I think uh this is going to be God's story not mine and my prayer today is that you would hear not from me at all but that you would hear from him and um that he'd be prompting something in you today
1: and I feel confident that's going to happen um, as we connect with, with her story, you're going to find it's one that, to some degree, you're going to relate to at some season in your life. Um, so we sat down, and it, just as you shared your story with me, y- you really started kind of blunt with this honest admission... Um, that puts your story in perspective, and, and I think that's really the right place to start. I think that was the right place when you started with me. Said, let's just get this on the table, <laughs> so let's get that on the table here.
0: Um, so I'm Selena, and I'm a control freak.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's basically what I said. You know, I think that um, what I've realized more and more in recent years is that it really is a part of me that I want to control the things going on around me, I want everyone around me to be okay, I want to be safe and comfortable, I like it when I know what the plan is, I like it when the plan might go awry and I come up with plan B, like, I mean, I love knowing what the outcome is going to be and working through the what-ifs and um, being in control of that the whole time, so Mm -hmm. that's me.
1: And kind of what you shared with me is like, that's kind of been your journey is I've worked hard to keep things safe and comfortable and uh, God has ways of taking us out of that. You guys know all about that. That's part of the story you'll relate to is as much as you like safe and comfortable, God will bring you to places not. realistic, not. yeah. <laughs> um, and as much as you try to stay in control of things, you discover that's just not possible.
0: Yeah, and for me, I think, too, like the control issues really then start to stir up the word anxiety. And I... they closely related. Even, even just this week, I'm like, is that really... word for it Lord like is that really what I'm feeling and then you'll hear my story today that you know it's I think I've always thought of anxiety as like I mean we all have these images of what it is but you know like a panic attack or a social anxiety or you know whatever I just never thought it was really what I was truly feeling I just felt like I was
1: grasping for control but Mm -hmm. that's what it would cause is anxiousness Yeah. So let's go back a little bit and let's put some context around your story of kind of when this control anxiety piece started in your mind. From birth. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we got that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, even, even this week I asked my mom, like, has this been a thing for me before I remember? And she said, yeah, honey, you came out. Wanting to be in charge. (laughs) And you guys, you know, we're laughing because a lot of you know me. Like, I love being on stage. I love being, you know, in charge of a group. I I mean, it is, I know God has put in me a heart of leadership. I absolutely know that that's a gift that he's given me. But when we let our um, humanness get in the way, it can turn into something that's more than the gift. So um, I would say, I mean, I'm a child of divorce. I was, they were divorced when I was four years old. Um, I remember I was kind of thinking about it uh, this week and I thought I remember my mom crying a lot and Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like I needed to fix it and Mm -hmm. that I needed to comfort her and I needed her to be okay and I needed her everything to be fine and I just remember like from a very young age feeling responsible Mm -hmm. for everyone's well-being and making just really bringing joy to everyone so that they would be happy, so that no one would be uncomfortable. That was kind of the way I've always felt. And um, my brother, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I smothered him with love. We're like Irish twins. We're like 12 months apart. And so we were very close. And so I, you know, he has forgiven me since then for taking control of his life always. But uh, after much counseling, I remember calling him one day, coming out of counseling, like, I'm sorry that I always talked for you and took care of you. But, um, you know, I feel like, that it's always been something kind of driving me, you know, mm-hmm. that need for to be in charge. Um, I just want to make sure I don't leave anything. Oh, yes. And then also I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> so <laughs> so, <laughs> control issues plus people pleaser. I've got like this whole journey I've been on my whole life of trying to get control of my control issues. So uh, it doesn't work very well because we all know that we really don't have any control over anything. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ah. And so as you get into adulthood, mm-hmm. you know, you've got these childhood issues that show up, and now you're facing like, okay, I don't have control. Um, so all this got kicked up recently, and as it does in our lives, it's always going to get kicked up. But for you, this got kicked up in a unique way recently, and, and that's really a part of the story we want to share today. So, so let's start with some of that story of how did this all get kicked up for you?
0: Yeah, so later in the summer, this last summer, like July or so, Um, everything was great. I'm totally in control of my control issues. I have like crushing this faith journey thing. Like I've got this thing figured out. Um, everything's at peace. Everyone's happy. Everything's great. And then God had like this thing stirring up and it was so odd because I, um, immediately felt resistance, but I knew he was up to something. Um, so we, a lot of you know that we've moved recently. And, uh, so this is going to be a bit of that, but it's not no details are even necessary because it's we've been on a roller coaster of like um, emotions that I think come very naturally with buying and selling a home like that I think everyone has done it, has experienced. Um, but for me, personally, it stirred all this up, and it surprised me. Uh, so we had just to kind of take you back a little bit. So my husband and I have been in our home for eighteen years married for 20 years Um, it was our first home it was our forever home we would we would always say like we'll never move we'll grow old in this home this is like forever and we never thought that we would be planning a move like it just was not on my radar at all Um, and then like our dream home came up for sale that we had been looking at for 20 years I mean it's the home you know that you drive through when they have an open house, you dream about it, you think about it, but you never would do it because you have your forever home and you're good and you're safe and you're comfortable and you don't need to move. So this is like where we're at, right? So this came up on the market. um, And it just, from the beginning, we felt like God was telling us to do something with this. And um, it, it was just a strange thing, but immediately I started to feel anxiety. Like, is this the the worst decision we've ever made? Is this exactly, are we listening, are we hearing God correctly? We (laughs) prayed and we mold and we, like, we did everything. And we finally went ahead and put an offer in on this house. And, I mean, it was, like, oh like the pit of my stomach. I just, I couldn't figure out if we were really hearing God right or if it was, um, like, us just desiring to have this dream home that we've always watched and looked at, you know? Um, And so with that, we... um, like, I lived in, like, a week of ugh, feeling. It took them forever to figure out what they were going to do. But long story short, it went dead. Like, the deal just, like, it got into a bidding war, and we pulled out. And it was just like, oh, okay, so you just wanted me to trust you. Mm-hmm. And then you this was your answer, and that was so great. And, like, this was so wonderful of you, Lord, to just to answer it all so quickly. And I don't have to even, like... Think about whether it was your your calling or not, and um, and then I was like back to crushing the faith journey. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So you've got this journey. You've got this thing of <laughs> I'm wrestling with discernment. Like, is this you, God? And then you're like, Oh, this is just a little test. Okay, and I passed that. I passed. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of anxiety, but I passed it. Um, but turns out your test wasn't quite over. No, he, he so, wasn't done. Yeah. So what what happens next?
0: So uh, through a series of circumstances, um, the we found this other home. I mean, it was... It, we were feeling so called to this change, but we neither want My husband and I both thrive on consistency, and for our boys, like both of us me both of us have come from broken homes and um and for us it was so important for us to have the constant for our boys I mean f- way before kids in our lives we knew that we would never move houses we would never make them change schools we would never I mean all of this was just the never never nevers and um so but we were just I mean I don't know how to explain it. I mean I, I know it was the Holy Spirit I mean he was telling us to do this and we found this home and um, it was everything that we would want um, in a home. I mean, it was just lined up. And so we decided, after much ado, um, to put an offer in. On so now you're this, on your second uh, one. We're on our second house. Mm-hmm. We were never going to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we it kind of all came to a head, though. We went up to our um, summer trip up to Orcas Island. That's like our mm-hmm. happy place. I mean, that's where we really spend our summer week vacation together, and we love it so much, but it was not happy for me. I was in such turmoil, and um, really this time, because I thought I had passed this test, and then it kind of came back, and I know that you could be thinking, well, then just don't put the offer in on the house, but I don't know how to describe we were supposed to put the offer in on the house. Whether It didn't matter how we felt about it. This was what we were supposed to be doing, Um, and so as we're up there on the island, this time it came back with a vengeance, like my control issues, the anxiety. I mean, it was physical. I i couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I, um, My chest was tight. I felt um, nauseous all of the time. Uh, I was a, a stress ball. I mean, it was absolutely... I couldn't function. And... Um, we were there on the island. As actually when we put the offer in. And like the minute we put the offer in, it was just like, I mean, I don't know if anyone's felt anxiety before, but it, it just overcame my body, you know, and um, so physical. Even now I can feel my chest getting tight thinking about it because it was just something I couldn't control.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah.
1: so, so you're like safe and comfortable and God pushes you out of that safe and comfortable place once, then twice. And you're not even really looking for this, but God's saying, somehow you're you're both feeling like this is what God is asking us to do, and you feel like you passed one test. Now you're not passing. No, I'm not <laughs> to, passing to, at all. <laughs> so tell us tell us what happened and how this really came to a head where God met you.
0: Yeah. So I um I at one morning I just kind of all came to a head and I turned, I went to my husband. It was like early in the morning. And the boys, I think, were still asleep. And I was like, I got to go for a run. And, like, to anyone who knows me, I don't run. That's not my thing. But I was like, I have to go for Like, I have to do something. I have to move my body. I have to get out of this house. I have to breathe. I have to talk to God. Like, I just have to clear my head. And for goodness sakes, I have to stop being crazy because I just kept feeling like I was crazy. Something that came into my mind was, like, so if it gives you any perspective, like, Philippians 4, 6, you know, we know that. Do not be anxious about anything. Through prayer and petition, present your re- requests to God. And he will give you the peace that transcends all understanding in Christ Jesus. I would do this do not be anxious about anything through prayer and petition. Do not be anxious about anything. I would never get to the peace part, you know. And so we get, I just go for a run. And my husband was very sweet. He was like, okay, you go ahead. I'm sure he was like, please go for a run. Uh, Take your time. (laughs) Um, So I did. I went for a run, and I don't. I don't know how to describe that day, but I will try. Um, I ran, and I ran, and I ran. I'm sure it was my fastest mile. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And I know anyone driving past me thought I was crazy because I was just out loud, like, yelling my prayer. And it was probably, well, it was, I know, the most real, vulnerable, honest conversation I've ever had with the Lord. And it was everything, everything everything that I was feeling all came to this moment. And it was, is this the right decision? I want to be in your will. Tell us what to do. Give me something that tells me that this is going to be okay. I know that I don't know the outcome, but if you could give me a clue. Like, I mean, it was just everything that we, you know, want to pour out to him. And I was able to just do it. Like, I didn't have anything holding me back in that moment. And I cried and I cried and I cried. Some more worship music going. I mean, it was just one of those beautiful moments. And I know that God was smiling. Like I know that he was running right alongside me and I know that he heard me and that he was blessed that I would actually <laughs> give it to him, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was the moment um, that I, it all kind of
1: came to this place. And so you described for me like you, you kind of land on a beach, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're at the end of your run. You yeah. have been crying, worshiping, yelling, mm-hmm. running. You know, mm-hmm. this has been your release, mm-hmm. and you you land on the beach, kind of exhausted, and and God met you in a really unique way. So mm-hmm. so tell everybody what happened there.
0: Yeah, so I um, to be very dramatic, I like fell onto driftwood as I was like I mean it was very like it was a moment, and um, and as I was stopped and I could breathe and I looked out at the water and I get me emotional thinking about it, but he reminded me of something that um, I had forgotten about. And um, it ended up being this memory and this reminder and this picture that I now have that I can take with me um, and has helped me. So do not want me to yeah, go Yeah, jump in. So um, our ninth wedding anniversary, so this has been 11 years ago, way before kids, um, I was in the height of, uh, I had gone through some physical things that was figuring out and it was all encompassing, emotional, physical, the whole thing. And we had gone on our anniversary trip. And so my point of saying I'd been going through this is I was in the height of my control issues, trying to kind of, I was with counseling and all that kind of stuff. Um, And we went out on this trip uh, to Hawaii. It was beautiful. And uh, it was a great trip. It was one of those vacations that you're like, this is fantastic. And so we went out on this catamaran ride to, we decided to go do like an open ocean snorkeling my husband's like a fish, so for him, he's like, yes, let's do it. And for me, I am not like I'm not comfortable. I'm sure snorkeling for me has got a lot to do with my control issues. <laughs> like I feel kind of like uh, claustrophobic and out of control, and I don't I don't mm-hmm. enjoy it. But I knew that he would love it, so we went out on this catamaran ride. We're on the boat. Everyone starting, you know, it's a group outing, and so everyone's starting to get in. And I remember even saying, like, everyone go in. You all go. No one wait for me, because I knew it was going to take me a good chunk of time to get into that water. Um, and so I maybe even was thinking I was never going to get in. But as I was sitting there, I, you know, I just very distinctly remember working through the fear and thinking, if you don't get in this water in, with your husband in the most beautiful place in the world and do this, you will always regret it. And so I got myself in that water, and it took forever. And um, as I got into the water, though, a catamaran, you know, has got the two, what, I don't know what they're called, what, anyways, anyone? <laughs> the anyone? thingamajigs. The thingamajigs, the <laughs> two, and there's the, go, you go down in the middle. And in the middle, um, I could see the anchor, what is it, hull, the two hulls, thank you. Um, I could see the anchor rope that was hanging down between and I mean, I beelined for that anchor rope. I was like, I found my safe place. Like, that is where I'll be. I'll be in the water, everyone. But I'll be on this anchor rope. And I am not kidding you. It was like a death grip. I mean, I was hugging that anchor rope. There was no getting me off of it. I was not going to go anywhere. Um, and they were trying to coax me and talk to me. And my husband kept me. My husband's like going down to the bottom with the snorkel gear. And coming, like He's like, you know, all over the place and coming back to me. And I'm just like, nope, I will be on this anchor I'm here. I'm in the water this is great. And um, so finally they threw, I'm sure they were (laughs) cracking cracking up at me, but they threw a life ring in and my husband went and grabbed the life ring and he brought it over to me. And um, I remember him just looking me in the eye and saying, let go of the rope. Hold on to this. I will pull you through the water I will show you what's out here, but you don't have to do anything. Just go with me. And I did. I let go, and he started pulling me through the water. I still had anxiety. I wasn't comfortable. But then I started feeling my body relax, and I started feeling I was breathing. And then I, like, very, very reluctantly, I put my face down in the water. And anyone who's been snorkeling or scuba diving, I mean, like, it's everything. I mean, you you look – you're in this whole world up here, and you look down, and it was – Breathtaking. I mean, it was gorgeous. And um, we're we're kind of going along, and I start... So then, of course, you're just enamored by the beauty, and you start to relax, and I could feel my body relaxing. And then at one point, he, like, even tapped me, because we had our snorkel gear and so you couldn't... We couldn't talk, but he, like, um, tapped me, and I looked over, and there was this giant sea turtle swimming next to me. Like, I could touch it. Like, it was just swimming next to me. And I remember thinking, like, I almost missed it. Like, I almost missed this I almost let everything go by me and hung on to that rope but I didn't I I got to see it and so coming back to the beach that day when I was exhausted and um, had left it all out there I mean I could hear him say to me let go of the (laughs) let go of the rope and let me just take you on this adventure I have planned for you and stop trying to hold on to control and hold on to the outcome and hold on to the answers and the what ifs, but just let go and let me take you because I have big plans for you. Mm-hmm.
1: So you got this little breakthrough. Yeah. You know, you you go from anxiety to God giving you this message like, hey, let go. You can trust me. Um, and it's a big breakthrough for you. And so now you're control and anxiety free, right? Yeah, Perfect. <laughs> So so That's tell the end of my story. Yeah. So so tell them how, how it really is.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we don't have control. Mm-hmm. We don't. Um, but what kind of hit me really hard in this moment was that Galatians five one, for it is freedom that Christ has set us free. Do not be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And so for me, like I, I heard that verse that day on the beach and after hearing that seeing this picture and everything, it was that The freedom is there and that it's just for us to to grab and um, that life ring, right? That's the freedom that was there in front of me and to let go of that rope, which is the control issues. But I do have control over one thing and that's what dawned on me is that he doesn't pry our fingers off of the rope. He's not going to make us let go of the rope. He's offering us the life ring and it's our job to actively, that's what we have control over is actively letting go of the rope and letting him take
1: you. Yeah. And I think anybody here can relate to the bondage. You know, as she talks freedom, the bondage of anxiety, the, the bondage of control. Um,
0: yeah, it's like taking the shackles and, like, putting them on yourself. Like, saying, I, would, oh, I could be in freedom, I could be dancing and running and mm-hmm. all the things, but I'm just going to go over here and just put myself in prison because that feels more safe. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so, so one of your big insights was, okay, so there's this bondage to control and anxiety, but there's a freedom. And share what you learned here, your big takeaway.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, I had never understood. I mean, I think on paper it sounded great. I think I'd experienced several things in my life that have led me to this moment. But I know that uh, I had never experienced what true obedience <laughs> feels like God was calling us to put an offer in on that house and I was fighting tooth and nail and um but to to give it to him and to go with it and to keep giving it to him I've never felt freedom like that before like that was obedience was doing what he was asking us to do doing it prayerfully checking back in with him but you know this whole time the the enemy was trying to just throw everything at me and I didn't talk about this very much back but like you know this is too much you're being selfish you're like I was letting that little nugget of doubt letting the enemy have a hold of that and um, and really I, I just needed to stick with God like I just needed to to like drown all that out and follow him and in that is when I that's when I felt the freedom not when I was trying to control everything but when I actually gave it up to him. And something that really struck me, I told pastor, like was huge for me. Um, After Matt talked and I started chewing on all this, I thought, you know, I could control it, right? I could try to control it because we know that I don't have any. Um, But when I do that, when I grasp for control and I let the anxiety take over me and it helps, it makes my decisions and I listen to the enemy and I do all of that, all the world is seeing is me and my flaws, and my humanness, and the things that I don't that want them to see, because it's not of God. And when I let God take me on an adventure, when I hold on to that life framing of freedom, and when I follow him, and I'm obedient, and I trust, and I let myself just be in his grace and abundance, then the world sees God. And... I thought it's not about me. Like the obedience and the trust is not just about me. I won't be presenting what God can do in people's lives if I am trying to hold on to everything myself, but I will be presenting what God can do and what he has done in mine if I'm
1: showing my faith. And you're showing that to your kids, you're showing that to your family, to all of those around you. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of the phrases you use and I think it's a great contrast Um, to the bondage of anxiety and control is you said, I I was shocked at the freedom of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's something, and and it is, it's the letting go and the holding on to that ring and just saying, I trust you, God, I'm going to let you lead me. Uh, And so there's something too. There's a freedom to that faith.
0: Yeah, I think I always had the trust part of it, but I'd never had the release, the obedience Mm -hmm. part of it. So I think for me that was like, oh, that's the freedom. That is... What he's trying to give me is, if you just follow me, I will, I will be there. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you've you purchased a house. Obviously, that's come with some ups and downs yeah. emotionally, and some control yep. things and anxiety things. And how has that gone for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've had lots of reasons to grab back onto that control over the last few months. I mean, again, it just comes. I think with the process, and even today, there, you know, our things aren't. Um, like in life, like not even related to the house, you know, there's always going to be reasons for me to hold on to that rope. Um, But there's always going to be a greater reason for me to let go of the rope. And I think that that's, so I can get through the whole verse now when I do Philippians four, six, I can actually like get to the peace part at the end and sit in that for a minute. And before I, I just, I never felt the peace portion of it. And uh, and again, I, it, it, this, is, I, this is not all done. Like I will have lots of things come at me that are going to stir that back up because it's in me. Like That is such a huge part of who I am. But um, to have that picture in my mind of letting go of the rope is, is my thing that I can kind of hold on to. And when I want to grab at it and to hold on to it and to hug my control with all of my heart, I don't have to because I can remember that he's this moment, you know, of what he's gotten me through, and that it, it really is freedom on the other side.
1: So if there would happen to be somebody here who struggles with control and anxiety, from your story and what you've learned... Hypothetically speaking? Yes. <laughs> from your story and what you've learned, what, what would you share with them? Like, here's what I learned. Sum that up for us.
0: I think I'll, you, this will surprise everyone. I'm going to keep this, like, one-liner. Like, let go of the yeah. rope. And I know I've said that a few times, but it is up to us to actively do that. And it's okay on the other side. And I think that is it going to be okay on the other side, and I did all this stuff, and I'm all, like, exhausted and confused and um, in pain? Or is it going to be okay on the other side, and I will know that God has me in his hands? And so you get to pick. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you had like one picture in your mind, it would be like, am I picking the rope or am I picking the life ring? And um, I'm going to tell you, take the life ring, guys, because it's pretty great Mm -hmm. on the other side.
1: Yeah. I I want you to share. So we sang a song this morning that maybe you didn't know, um, but it was one that was meaningful for Selena in the middle of kind of the mess and the chaos and the anxiety. So share some of that. And the worship team is actually going to get ready to come back up and we're going to close in song together. Um, But share why this song was meaningful to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that we hear songs. I love the song because in the middle of it, it says when you hear a song fresh, you know. Um, But I'm just going to read the lyrics and we'll sing it. But uh, I think we're singing it. Pastor this morning, I said, so what's the plan with the song? Because I said I wanted to talk about this. And he goes, oh, you were singing it. (laughs) I
1: was like. Just (laughs) (laughs) wanted to see how she was doing with her anxiety.
0: I was like, new control issue coming up. (laughs) I'll do it for you guys, but you may not like it. So um, it says, tangled, tied up, twisted in so many ways. I don't know how I got to this place. The pressure's building, weighing me down, pinned to the ground. But I feel something shifting. My worries, they're lifting. Break open the doors. You made me for more freedom. No more living in the dark. No more hiding my, from my heart, afraid. Because I am meant to run just like a child, like a river rushing wild, always. Oh, freedom. It's like finding gold that was there all along or new words hiding in your favorite song. I'm breathing, seeing the world with new eyes, finally alive. Here in this moment, the world is wide open. My chains have been broken and now there's no going back to before you made me for freedom. And I love the end where it says there's no going back. I'm not going to be the same after this. And I will have lots of reasons to grasp for control. But I also know that there's like a better choice.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I I know that there are some of you who are like, yeah, I know something about the control anxiety stuff. Um, I I would love to invite you to just have a conversation with Selena. Sometimes talking to somebody who's been there, done that, is really helpful um, because this is part of the human struggle. And all of us have to hear the message of hey, you've got to let go at some point and trust God. There's something of freedom waiting for you if you'll step out in faith. It's a great story. It's the scariest thing you'll ever do. It, it is. I just, I just want to it say is. that. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but that's the step of faith. So thanks so much for sharing that with us today. And the worship team's going to come up and they're going to close us in song. I, I want to do this as they're coming up. I just want to pause and pray because I... I I know that there are some here today who you might even be in that overwhelming place where she was, where where you're like, it is just bearing down on me. And I want to invite you, I'm just, I'm not going to ask you to do anything except to just in your heart, open wide to what God has for you today as we sing this song together to receive the message that God has for you, to receive the big takeaway of let go of the rope and just let God take you on an adventure. I'm going to pray for you, pray with you, and then the worship team is going to lead us. Lord, as we get ready to close here, this is a story we relate to. We all know the frustration of trying to control and not being in control. We all know at different times the crushing weight of anxiety that just picks us apart and bears us down. And some of us have also experienced the freedom of faith, of just looking to you and handing it over to you and just saying, I don't know what's ahead, but take me on the adventure. Thanks for the honest admission of that's scary, but there is a freedom there. I pray in particular, if there are some here this morning who are feeling the crushing weight of anxiety and the overwhelming burden of control, I pray that they would experience a taste of the freedom that comes in faith and trusting you. Lord, as we close in song today, there's a lot of work that you can be doing in us. Would you open our hearts to what you have for us? Open our eyes to see what you want us to see. Open our ears to hear what you want to hear. Lord, as we sing the song and read the lyrics, may you speak to us directly and intimately this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you hanging out with me here. If there is something that you loved that you want to remember, make sure you write it down. Write it down because those are the things that we retain best. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it in your stories. Tag me at Johnson and make sure you share it with a friend. If you know somebody who needs this encouragement today as well. Thanks for listening
1: again and see you soon.